0: Have you ever gone after a dream most people would never even try? That was me. I'm Caroline Gardner, a single mom of three who thought I could never accomplish something like a triathlon until I did and everything changed. This is a show about people who dare to go after their dreams, especially when met with life's adversities. So let's go find out why we try. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Why We Try podcast. This is Zone One with Caroline. All right, what beverage did you bring? We start every episode on the Why We Try podcast with your favorite beverage. Tonight, I'm bringing something a little bit more relaxed. I am bringing something a little bit local. I'm coming in with a mango IPA. Yes, I am. It is locally brewed from Hollywood Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. I'm also coming in from my bedroom because my podcast studio has yet to be completed. Cheers, guys. Cheers to a little mango IPA that is slightly sweet and refreshing. It is mango season here in Miami, and I recently moved, and my neighbor my neighbors, I should say quite a few have brought mangoes in my previous home actually had a mango tree and my lovely squirrels that did not move with me used to eat every mango or a rat. I don't know. Whatever the heck was living up there. I rarely ever got a chance to get a mango before it was ripe enough to even enjoy. And in this neighborhood, I have already had quite a few neighbors come over and bring me mangoes. So the neighbors are nice and the squirrels are friendly. And if they're rats, I don't know where they are. Yeah. So I've moved and transition is what this episode is going to be about. And I have to say, I've been through quite a few transitions recently, as I've discussed with you. However, I must pause for a minute because... Something recently happened. By the time you hear this episode, you uh, will probably have already heard about the partially collapsed twelve-story building in Surfside of the the Champlain Ch- Towers. This happened just yesterday uh, for me here in uh, in Miami at two thirty in the morning. I woke up around four thirty and I saw some things that were being communicated, but nobody really knew what the heck was going on yet. And I have a daughter that goes to a camp, who volunteers at a camp, a museum art camp, that's probably two miles from there. And I just wasn't sure, wasn't sure what was going on. We didn't hear any news. Everything was okay in that area. But now that we've heard more information and we are seeing more of what's, what's happened or what's going on, and we still have so much more to, to understand, I want to pause and I want to focus on something that's very important. Life is so precious. It is so incredibly precious. What took place the other morning was for most people in their sleep. And where I have no one that I know extremely close to me, I do know some of the families and they have been in my life or my children's lives. And I, I am in shock. I'm in shock just like they are and I'm overwhelmed for them. I've seen also friends that I have from Either the Miami Tri Club or from the area there in Miami Beach. And they're just all in such shock and worry. Really, is this something that can happen to their building? Is this something that's going to happen? It just goes into panic. So I just, as a mom, I want to extend my compassion and my hope that if you're in a situation where you feel overwhelmed, and anxiety ridden by seeing this, these videos or these things, the news that's coming in. I, I just, I think it's so important that you take a moment for yourself and go take a walk or go call somebody and give yourself a break. And the reason that I'm expressing this is because when 9-11 happened, that was so catastrophic and it was just horrific. And when I saw the video, of what was coming in, immediately my mind was like, oh my gosh, like I I remember those buildings coming down and my heart just goes to so many people that have been affected by this. So please just take a minute, if not more, and if you're overwhelmed, try to, to reach out to friends and family if you're being kind of traumatized by seeing this stuff because it is overwhelming. And we are coming off a pandemic. We're coming off of a quarantine. Things are being built up here in Miami. Life here in Miami is like no turning back. Everything is coming alive and business is back, baby. And I'm not trying to say we need to like stop that at all. I'm just saying, if you're overwhelmed, don't skip over that. Don't just ignore it. Acknowledge it, lean into it. Call somebody, meet up with your friends, get outside, take a deep breath. And if you're looking to find more information, if you need assistance, please dial 211. Jacob Solomon, president and CEO of Greater Miami Jewish Federation, created an emergency assistance fund. You can reach out to 211 and they'll get you more information. If you want to contribute and this emergency assistance fund he set up, 100% of it will go towards the victims and you can reach out to jewishmiami.org to get more information on that. Also 305-576-4000. Again, it's 305-476-4000 to contribute to Surfside Building Collapse fund that they've set up. So please do that and send your prayers for everybody. We are a community of Catholics and Jewish people that is a predominantly Jewish community there. But there's people from all religions coming together that were in that building, which says a lot to me, which is, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. We are trying to find human beings and family members and get them to safety. I'm happy that everybody's coming together, but we need more of it. Okay. Transitions in life, man, they come in on you. Triathlon. The reason I loved triathlon when I was first introduced to it was because there was transitioning. I multitask like a crazy person. And a lot of people tell me you're doing too much. Slow down. Why are you so scattered? Why are you doing 7 million things at the same time? I don't know. That is part of who I am. I multitask. One of the things that triathlon gave me was this opportunity to learn a new skill, take some of the other skills that I grew up with, like when running and fine tune them, which I'm still always a work in progress. And I love that. I love that. It also allowed me to take biking that I loved as a kid and turn it into more of something That was a little more fine-tuned, right? Like cycling, clipping in, learning all of those skills, learning how to change my tire and take care of my bike. All these different things I got to learn was part of it. So the reason that I wanted to have a Zone 1 episode with you talking about the word transition was because, yes, it pertains to triathlon, right? In the sense that we have t one. Transition one, when you're coming out of the water and getting on your bike. And we have T2, which is transitioning from your bike onto the run. I always love when things in a certain area of my life match up, if you will, with other parts of my life. And so through the process of learning how to transition in life with all sorts of life's adversity, right? That is always being handed to us day in and day out. I had to really just lean into the fact that that's a very difficult verb for me (laughs) to transition. The meaning of transition is the process or period of changing from one state or condition to another to undergo or cause to undergo a process or period of transition, right? That's the verb portion of it. Uh, Listen, when you are timed on how quickly you can get that wetsuit off, grab your bike, you have to have your helmet on, buckled, you have to get your bike, make sure you have everything that you need, make sure your tires aren't flat, get going, You can't get on your bike right away. There's all these rules. It's very much like life. (laughs) It's like you go through school, you go through everything in life. Nobody taught you. There's no class on how to do your taxes unless you become an accountant. There's nobody who's going to tell you how to give birth unless you take a class on it. And then really, honey, we all know that nobody can ever really prepare you for that. Cheers. Take a minute on that. People can write books about having children and raising them. People can write books about buying a home and keeping it up. And we can write books about a marriage and we can write books about everything. But you have to go through it. You're the one that has to go through it. You have to know that you can or that you can't. Maybe it's not for you. So what am I mumbling about? Well, my conversation with Rocky Harris, CEO, of USA Triathlon and my conversation with Dave, right? Dave DeShane from the executive director of USA Triathlon Foundation. Wow. These two conversations for me. Okay. I got a lot out of them. I don't know about you, but I got a lot out of them. And again, my show is not, I'm not coming in here to, to, to tell you Listen, this is how much nutrition you need to take. This is how, but no, I'm not a coach yet. Okay, that's in the works. First, I got some other things to check off on my list, on my goals. But I want to create a space for the human side of triathlon. Because as a mom who was a working mom coming in in the beginning of my triathlon adventure, I was working, I had three children. I was learning how to swim and it was insane. It was just, it was was a lot. And this goal I had for myself, how was I going to transition into it? I had to get to these trainings, but yet is it okay for me to miss my kids everything? Like there's always stuff going on after school. Is it okay for me to go to a training camp? Is it okay for me to do all these things that I needed to do? Looking back, man, what a transition I was going through. I listened to Dave DeShane talk about how an illness propelled him into changing his career. Whoa, light bulb went off in my head. I thank God that I didn't need to go through what Dave DeShane did. And I thank him for going through what he did go through and sharing it with us because I was not happy in my job. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the patients. I loved going and and creating a business that came from absolutely nothing. We had zero patients when we started in 2007. We didn't sign up for any network insurance companies and painstakingly built that business brick by brick and to two successful offices and probably growing even more now. So I know that I was capable and I am capable of building a foundation for a company to grow without a college education. woof, woof! it's getting hot in here. Let's take a sip of this beer. And to hear Dave Duchesne say, you know, I was running myself into the ground. And now I'm working in an environment for something that I'm passionate about. Wow. I just, I never viewed life like that. I always And that's why I didn't finish college really. I mean, there were many other reasons I didn't finish personally that again, we'll have my episode where I'll share my story, but I never looked at going to school or seeking out my purpose in life. Like, what do I like to do? Because it was always the bottom line, right? It was always pay the bills. What are you going to do? That's going to make you successful to pay the bills. What are you going to do to put food on the table? And then when company, when I started working for a a Scientology ran company, which I ended up becoming a Scientologist, this was back when I first moved down to Miami. I was like, I have to keep pushing. I have to keep going. Came here with $364 in a joint banking account. I got to keep going. I can't go back home to Connecticut and live in my mom's house. No, I've got to make it. I am not going back without making it, whatever it means. And it just kept growing. And yeah, sure, the vacations were amazing and the house was fantastic. And like, ooh, we lived a life. But you know, inside, if you are not fulfilling, wow, well, just that inner why, really, that makes you feel connected. It makes you feel like you are In exchange, in exchange with the universe, in exchange with your peers, your friends, your community. When you feel out of exchange with that, and yes, this is some stuff that I did learn in Scientology, but it's actually in psychology books because Scientology took a lot of their stuff off of psychology. But yeah, I am a product of a huge transition and a fear of transition. So triathlon allowed me to actually pull off transitions. And sometimes I screw up. I mean, obviously Miami challenge, I totally screwed up and coach Andy Clark of the Miami tri club has an award ceremony every year. And it's not, it's like, it's just a fun gathering, you know, but we're getting bigger. The team is huge now. And he does these amazing, I don't want to give his awards away. I really want to have him on to, again, to talk about his awards that he does, but he does do an award that has something to do with transition. And whoever has the the longest transition actually gets a, uh, it's almost like a walker with a portable potty on it. I don't know if you've ever seen those. It's like a geriatric toilet. And if you're the person who, who took the longest in transition, you're going home with that. It's been handed around to the team all these years. And I think this year I might win it because I took 21 minutes in transition in T1 with a flat tire. We have to look at these transitions in life, find the humor if we can, but also give ourselves an understanding that it is part of the process. And sometimes they're not going to be comfortable. Sometimes we're going to really screw it up. But we got to keep moving. So, thank you to Rocky Harris and thank you to Dave Deshane for opening up, talking about also diversity. Rocky Harris has been working with his team long before all of these, this huge push that's coming finally now, but he's been working with his team towards more diversity within the sport of triathlon and having him tell us a background of his story is very important in regards to that. Hearing that his grandfather is Japanese and that he fought in World War II and then later was put into a concentration area here in the United States because of being Japanese, I think it's important that we have people who are overseeing organizations and foundations that have an understanding, a deeper understanding with what is really, really needed for these sports to continue to do well and to give our youth that's out there something and someone to look up to. So thank you to Rocky Harris and his team. Thank you to Dave DeShane and his team for giving me some time and I hope to have them back on. I am actually thinking about doing something here in Miami and inviting them and uh, maybe some of the other folks that I've had on here to participate in something. So I'll let you know more about that in August. Okay, Level Up Cycling Movement. I want you guys to go to Instagram and look up Level Up Cycling Movement. It's Level Up underscore Cycling Movement. This young lady, Erica L, she started this and Level Up is an, is the evolution and advancement of cycling through exposure to minority communities. You go, girl. What you guys are doing, we need more of. I love following her. I see them out riding. It's what our community needs. We need more diversity out there. We need more diverse groups. So congratulations to them. Recently, she accepted a very large contribution for women in distress. She got a Fondo together and they were able to come together and help contribute to an organization that helps women and children in distress due to domestic violence. I can't wait to have her on the show. Looking forward to that in the fall. So I will be reaching out to you, Erica, to set that up. So definitely check her out. Next up on the show guys, we have two previously recorded episodes. One with Kiara Manton. She is a local Miami triathlete. She was the previous president of Hammerheads Triathlon Team here in Miami and she's a South Florida triathlete. She's done many triathlons. Her story is one about love baby and Even though we recorded this a while back, I'm happy that it's airing in the summer because to me, the summer months are all about love. I love summer loving. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. I hope you leave me some notes about what you think about it over on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. Check me out. Leave the links down in the notes of the show here. She went through a lot and she found love. Within triathlon. So, cheers to that. I will have a sip for myself in that. And the other episode that's going to come after that is a conversation that I had with another Long Island triathlete who I was introduced to by Leah Jansen, Coach Leah Jansen of the Scrappy Athletes, and Coach Noah Lamb of Lightning Warriors, thank you guys for introducing me to Stacy Blanket of Positive Plates Nutrition. Yes, she's owner of Positive Plates Nutrition. She is a Boston, New York City Marathon runner. She's a triathlete and a fitness professional. She is a mom with so much bubbly energy. Her smile and her communication, I can feel it right now just talking about her. I can feel her energy just talking about her. I had so many questions about a vegetarian diet. My oldest has been a vegetarian for a while. I know very little about the vegetarian diet, and she has this conversation in explaining to me on a deeper level as to, you know how this has helped her in her life. And I'm looking forward to reaching out to her and getting some more information personally. I will leave her information in the notes of the show. You guys are definitely going to want to check her out. She is and has done triathlons based off of a vegan diet. I mean, we've heard and seen many, many individuals do this. Are you taking the plunge? Are you thinking about it? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, but I'm interested and I'm adding more. I just still, I can't make the transition. I don't know. See, it's a transition word again. Transition is tough. I've had many athletes come on my show and talk to me about being vegan. And just like I talked with my previous guest, Laura, she and I talked about how she felt that way. Was she gonna be able to make the change as well to being a vegan human being, right? Can she make that transition herself? It takes a great deal of effort and dedication. So I'm looking forward to that conversation and sharing it with you guys. with Stacey Blanket and Kiara Manton. I look forward to hearing what you guys think. Have a great, great rest of your week in your training. Wherever you are, don't forget your favorite beverage. Stay hydrated, guys. It's summer. It's hot. Stay hydrated. Don't forget the information I gave you about checking out jewishmiami.org for Surfside Building Collapse Foundation. And please take your time for yourself. Take a moment. Life is coming back right now in full force. People say the Roaring Twenties. Well, I don't know about you, but the Roaring Twenties look nothing like this. And we can make it. We can make it. We can make it a great, great Roaring Twenties. We gotta learn. We gotta learn from what we went through during quarantine. And it was just taking a lot of time with each other and spending these times going for walks, slowing it down so later you can enjoy that beautiful run on the final portion of your race. Okay, guys, talk later. That's a wrap for this week on the Why We Try. I hope you enjoyed this episode and this deep dive into the world of triathlon as much as I did. If you're looking for more insights, tips, and training encouragement, follow me over on Instagram. I'm at why we try podcast and that's try with an I if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your teammates post about it on social media or leave a rating and review thanks again and don't forget your favorite beverage wherever you go